Welcome to Growth Mindset University. My name is Jordan Paris, 21-year-old author and host of this show. And with this show, you and I will embark on a journey to learn the things that we should have learned in school but did not, so that we may take control of our lives while fulfilling our visions of success. Each episode will feature a brand new lesson, and now it's time for today's lesson. So put your thinking cap on, because school is now in session. Before we get into it today, make sure that you are subscribed to the show, Growth Mindset University, wherever you are listening to this podcast. Everything we do here is to help you, to help you learn so that you can do all that you were created to do, so that you can maximize your potential and who you are. As cliche as that sounds, we have interviews with New York Times bestselling authors and really just the most successful people in the world every single week, two times a week, we have those interviews. So we don't want you to miss it. Make sure you go do that. And now without further ado, please enjoy the show. Here we are back. It's been probably five, six months, I think, since the last time uh, I was on the podcast. Yeah, you were on the podcast episode 38 and episode 58 when the podcast <laughs> really wasn't much of anything yet. But today, of course, we've been planning this for a couple of months now. I mean, more than a couple of months, a few <laughs> like months, four, four or five months. months. <laughs> since the last podcast, yeah. basically. <laughs> Big experiment episode that I've never done before. I am being interviewed by you specifically for my podcast. I've been interviewed many times on over 30 other podcasts, but that was meant for that podcast. This is for my podcast. It's going to be a, com- this is a completely different dynamic. And so my pal, Patrick Natilli, my best pal, who's moving away in a week after three years of, oh my God. of having fun here <laughs> in sunny Southwest Florida, you can follow him at Pat So Icy on Twitter is where I highly recommend you follow him because you just go through his archive of tweets that I, I really enjoy doing. I've done it a couple of times where I scroll very far back. <laughs> yeah, it's, <I> like, <laughs> it's like a cross between modern day Plato, Aristotle, <laughs> like just some modern day philosopher on modern day issues and and. I love your tweets. I, it's a sh- you should definitely start tweeting more again. I've been trying to. Yeah. And then Pat's, at Pat Soice on every other platform. So, Pat, I'm going to turn it over to you, pal. Absolutely. Yeah. So, this is, like you said, you know, this is kind of an experiment we've been plotting on for a while. We, we t- did a little plot twist and, and wanted to reverse the roles. I, um, I will be getting into interviewing and, and learning all about interviewing kind of in the future here with what I'm going into in my, in my graduate program. So this is, this is good practice for me as well. And uh, I guess for a recap, for anyone who has listened to our, our past episodes, you know, we were, we were very unaware of what my future really held post-graduation. And we were talking about kind of the potential schools I was going to be going to. So for a recap, I, uh, I will officially be going to Florida International University for my master's degree or in organizational psychology. And uh, as you said, I'm leaving in about, nine days i think so oh it's a little more time <laughs> yeah we thought. have we have we have a little more time to get some pokey fusion and and <laughs> it's good and do a few more things but it's been 
it's been an awesome journey in Naples and, and I've really watched Jordan transform not even, not, not a 180, not a 360, not a 1080. The, there is no degree to measure how much you've really grown. You, you, not to be cliche, but you know, you've had this growth mindset since I've met you and it's, and it's just compounded enormously, especially in the last year. But I've seen it just even in one month into knowing you, you know, when I met you in your freshman year and I, we kind of got you recruited on the cheerleading team, literally just in that month, you, know, you changed your haircut, got a whole new swagger, got some new clothes. Like I, I've really seen you. I, I wouldn't say from boy to man because we're both still still boys in the <laughs> in the grand scheme of things compared to you know a, a lot of people. But I've really seen you come along, and I I've actually been wondering. I, I'm not worried about you, but I have been curious. You know, Brittany, our good friend of our Brittany's as well, is she's actually moving. I don't know if you're if you're aware of that. Sure, you I just found out. <laughs> I just found out two days ago. So with, with that being said, you know, two of your closer friends, she was a cheerleader as well with us. And we all have a lot of, a lot of good memories stored together with two of your kind of your closest people leaving. How does that make you feel? Like, would you, do you have any yeah, plans? Let, let, let me spell it out. Yeah. The, two, the only two people that I hang out very consistently with are leaving in the same week, <laughs> yeah. both in op- two hours in the opposite direction. Mm-hmm. One Miami, Miami area, yeah. Fort Lauderdale, and one Tampa. So it's not like I can knock out two birds with one stone and go visit them both. So how am I, I mean, it hasn't really hit me yet. I've just been very reflective and just from the start. When I first met you guys, when I first, when I first met you and just the way our relationship has developed over time and who, I, who we both were back then and some of the things that we did and just how our main activities as, as we grew, how our activities that we did and participated in changed. It was it used to be partying and <laughs> yeah. alcohol yeah. was like the main the main thing, getting the girl. Yeah, it's cheerleading practice, cheerleading. school, and then get ready to go out for the night. Right, right, right. Very, oh, rush yeah. home from cheer practice yeah. or or the game and give themselves a French shower, splash some water on their yeah. on our armpits. Go to the <laughs> go to the pregame with the other cheerleaders and then go out to the bar slash party from there. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know, I just kind of stopped enjoying that stuff and started taking part in other activities and staying home and working on those nights and, and then eventually like not doing cheer anymore. And that was like a big, this big tipping point. That was a big turning point. This, yeah. Right, where, I, w- I don't want to say tipping point, but like a turning point. Where, yeah, and turning, I, definitely not tipping. No, no, <laughs> More no. of an escalating point. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> if anything. Yeah, whereas like as, once I got out of cheer, I just had so much free time uninterrupted where like i wrote a i wrote a started writing a book immediately after <laughs> like the same month it was like two weeks after cheerleading yeah, i started writing a book yeah yeah sat down i didn't hear from you you, you just told me you're like yo i think i'm gonna just start writing and then you'd hit me up like once a week be like x amount of words you know be like dude we're already like ten thousand words into this thing and i'm like what are you even writing about <laughs> three three weeks later forty thousand. Yeah. and so like <laughs> i think I think I'm going to be good for a little while where like I'm just very naturally an introvert. Of course, I flipped to extrovert, extroversion on a dime and I love talking to people, but I think naturally I'm an introvert and you I are. still, I still love my alone time and I get, I literally say I'm peopled out when I'm around people too much. That's like, a good way to put it. I was just traveling for two and a half weeks, Vegas, San Diego, uh, Melbourne, Arizona. Florida, Arizona, like 
I get peopled out by the end of it and, and I have to build in that alone time and kind of just go off on my own if I don't want to break down mentally mm-hmm. and, and, and feel like crap and, and get sad. Like I just need that alone time. So I think for a couple of weeks, maybe maximum two months, I'm going to be good because I'm just going to like, immersed it, your, but it, it, yeah. it might be a weakness where, where like I'm relying on my alone time too much. And then I think after a couple of months, I might, I might be like, okay, I need to start uh, branching out again. The way I met these friends to begin with mm-hmm. was branching out, was be, just sparking doing, a random conversation. Right, sparking we met. <laughs> ran, sparking random conversation on on the on the bus, the yeah. shuttle, the, the <laughs> campus shuttle. That first, it was my it was my third day of school. Yeah. It was, school started on a Wednesday that year, and that was. Friday. That was a Friday. And yeah. we had we had that class fundamentals of communication together and you were wearing red pants and we both have conflicting stories as to how who started the conversation. Yeah. You say you say that we were my friend and I were talking about like going out that night where we're gonna go yeah, out. Yeah. I about- thought I thought I just complimented you on your red pants. But the I was thinking about last night the human memory is just so so poor. Yeah, it's very poor. So poor. <laughs> it likes to recreate more yeah. than it actually remembers. So, <laughs> so who knows? I, I tend to almost, as the years have gone by, believe you now. But then you make me think that I, mm. I wonder, I had my earphones in, so I don't know if I went out of my way to really school you guys. I think you might have complimented me, and then I took that opportunity since we had already kind of established conversation to be like, hey, by the way, well, thank you. And by the way, I hear you guys saying the, you know, keys bar or whatever. Yeah. And, and I was letting you know, I think that rhythm house was the, the going to be the better, better idea for you or something like that. But regardless, you know, that just like you said, like just doing simple things like that in, in your everyday life. Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm going to have to resort to again. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, so to answer your question, that's the mindset going into this. I'm going to have to start branching out again and maybe doing things that are a little bit uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and doing new things like obviously cheer was a completely new thing for me and i made a lot of friends from it doing i met two great friends from it doing uh you know running for president of my residence hall that about that that first (laughs) that first week of school and then becoming president and doing that for a year like that was a really cool experience where i met people doing that and i'm gonna have to start doing new things again yeah and and you've got you've got a lot of What's the word? A lot of people <laughs> you get into your last year of college here. It's kind of crazy because I met you in your first day of college and you got you got one more year left to kind of kind of branch yourself out there before yeah. before you move in. Well, I mean, this goes back to I mean, James Altucher and I talked about this. Many people we've talked about this on the podcast where I mean, of course, at, actually at the time this the James Altucher episode is not out yet, so you haven't heard it, but do you really need to pay hundred thousand dollars in tuition to for socialization to go meet friends and network no (laughs) no not at all so and that's like not where i get my network from and i think that now i don't think that school is going to it was freshman year like that's how we met obviously but i don't think that that's going to be the means this time through which yeah yeah i think it's going to be something else that that has nothing to do with school and it's probably gonna have more to do with with business because i want to hang around people who who enjoy business yeah. and, and doing <laughs> and doing work that matters for people who care right and and you're ob- obviously like you can meet those people at school but they're a little fewer and farther between yeah. so 
Yeah, I mean, Brittany recommended the other day. She's like, you should join this. There's this. I forget, it might have been called the like Young Professionals, and she's like, you should, you should do that. I, and I don't know. I, I, I mean, I actually it could be met, silly, or it could be really, it could be good, and I could. It's really someone. good. I, I, I haven't been there, but I met one of the guys who who created. The, it's like the Young Entrepreneurs of Naples Club or something like that. I forget. The, I forget the exact name, but yeah. the guy who who's one of the founders goes to my gym, and uh, and he actually invited me to go to something of one of their convention meetings or whatever it was. But there's a there's an entry fee and stuff like that. So obviously, yeah. frugal Patty was like, uh, "No, I'm okay. Yeah. <laughs> like I'll meet my entrepreneurs and and how I tend to do it. Well, stuff like that. I, and I'm put. I forget too. I'm putting on an event at Millennial Brewing on August 20th next month. Called, really? Called LinkedIn Local. Hashtag LinkedIn Local. Fort <laughs> Myers. I didn't so, know that, buddy. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Tickets are $10 at the door. $5 goes to Best Buddies, that organization on campus. And $5 gets you a ticket for one for a beer, a free beer. Oh, so you're... So it's pretty, so it's pretty cool. And, and of course, I'm going you know, I'm, I'm to be the guy hosting the event. So I'm going to meet some people there. It's going to be a lot of fun. That's awesome. Yeah. I, and I, I hope, hope to do that every month. It would be. And, and that kind of gets into like a an event planner side of you that I haven't even seen. Yeah. <laughs> that's, the, that's the extroverted side of Jordan. I haven't seen it either. Yeah. And I, from what I can tell so far, I suck at it. But I'm going to go full force into it. And You have a Gatsby inside of you. Oh, true. Yeah. You, you have a Gatsby My favorite inside. movie. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you're going to have to figure out the ropes. I think you know, you're, uh, anybody's first time doing something, they're never going to be the best at it. Right. Well, you look at the podcast. I mean, you listen to my first 25 episodes. Uh, no, that's not a command. Don't listen to my first 25 episodes. They suck. <laughs> they're embarrassing. I've considered replacing the audio file with this episode has been archived. Please start with newer episodes. <laughs> Because they're just embarrassing. And so it's going to suck with my... My event planning skills are going to suck at first. But I know I'm going to get really good at it. I may be well below average right now. But within a couple of months, I'm going to be way above average. I see that actually being something that you get into more and more seriously. I think that you'll actually enjoy that feeling of being the host. And just kind of knowing that, you know, having that whole orchestrated thing and knowing that you were kind of the person behind it who was conceptualizing everything. I think you, you will like that feeling. That kind of brings me to something I was thinking about uh, a couple of days ago. I wrote it in my little notepad. I had, a, I had a little note for the last month or two. It said, Jordan interview. And anytime I had a random thought that I thought would be good to run by you, I was kind of putting it in there. And it made me think about something about, I thought about something about myself and then I, I kind of applied it to you. So something I've, I've noticed in myself is, you know, I, I, I like to say that I, I'm more of like a creator. Like I, I, and you are too, which is kind of why I instantly thought of you when I thought it, of this thought. But, you know, we like to sit down autonomously by ourselves, you know, isolated in our own world. Mm. And that's how we work best. And we come up with good ideas. Thinking time. And we yeah, have thinking time. And, you know, I, I identify you as a creative. But as you're growing a business, you're obviously going to have more and more employees through which need to be managed. So I was kind of wondering about your future identity in this, in this realm of business. Do you, you know, do you see yourself more as you grow your business kind of behind the scenes, you doing your thing and, and supplying your managers, whatever it may be, whatever your model is with your ideas or like, do you see yourself more as a creative or like a leader? You know, that was, that was kind of the question that I know that I know there's both, you know, they're yeah. not, they're not 
separate. Well, I don't know that I'm going to give you a definite answer here, but yeah. I'm going to tell you the way that I'm building it right now. Yeah. Right now, we're building a marketing agency for serious podcasters. Driven, it's a process-driven business. There are repeatable processes, and I've already, I've already got people working for me right now. I've mm-hmm. got, I've got Bernard in the Philippines, and he is amazing. He's killing, it. <laughs> he's killing it. He's my video guy right now, and it's, and he's great. So, and I'm helping him out as well, of course. You know, being because what the average monthly salary in the Philippines is thousand to fifteen hundred bucks. A month, and if I can give him a thousand bucks in two weeks, I feel really good about myself. It's like, it's, it's like he's telling me like I live paycheck to paycheck, and like it makes me feel good. It's almost like yeah. a, it's like I'm paying him, I'm paying him way more than I should be, but it makes me feel good. Yeah, right. And <laughs> Sometimes you need that, and he's doing good work for me. So there's pro, it's a process driven business where it's very hard to mess up. Like there are, so there's videos, there's training videos right? Of me performing the task so mm-hmm. that I don't have to do it anymore. And then there's a checklist, right? It's in writing and it's in video. And we're building this marketing agency for serious podcasters where I don't, gosh, should I, should I divulge this? I, I guess I should. So I take people from, I mean, I am going to be the, I'm the lead creative, right? I take people from LinkedIn, which is my, my most superior platform. Absolutely. I'm, I'm probably by the time I check my phone after this, I'll have hit 28,000 followers. So that'll be cool. And so, and, and I can just broadcast something out there to get seen by tens of thousands of people at any given moment. Like it's great. In the blink of an eye. So I take, exactly. So I take people from there to my podcast. In the podcast intro, I mention podcast university, which is all the things I wish I knew before I started podcasting things that i wasted so much time on so much time and money on that i just wish i knew there's so many two unknown variables to podcasting like the people just wanting to start out they get overwhelmed and end up not starting a podcast so like i solve for all those variables it's my free lead magnet it's literally just a blog post but you have to enter your email to get it so from there podcast university though is within the next month is becoming a a course a whole course is an hour long. It's free though, still, which then leads to my power hour, which, you know, okay, all the things that we just talked about in this course, if you want to, if you want help in implementing that strategy, like we, let's, let's develop a strategy for you mm-hmm. personally. Like let's take all these things that we just talked, talked about, all these variables, let's, let's do it for you. Set you up for success it and, and develop, let's, let's build a business around your podcast. Let me help you do that. Mm-hmm. Right. Instead of just checking the boxes uh, and playing celebrity bingo, like, Ooh, I got <laughs> this person on yeah. the podcast. <laughs> got this blue check today. Right. <laughs> and I was doing that for a very long time, with check, checking the boxes yeah. and I was chasing checks. Chasing checks. Chasing yeah, you checks. did say that to me one time. So <laughs> I said it as a joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but instead of that, and, and and putting up this facade that you have an audience, let's build a business around your podcast. Mm-hmm. And so that's what the power hour is for. And of course, that's not free. That's my time. I'm helping you for an hour. And we're putting this strategy down on paper and we're going to make it happen. And from there... Then, okay, all these things we talked about, like you can do it yourself, that's fine, but we can implement all of this for you. This is what our marketing agency for serious podcasters is for. And we only want the right people, the serious podcasters. So I'm, I'm building this thing where I am the lead creative attracting people, of course, and, and I guess I am, I mean, I, I, I am kind of the brand right now. 
the reason I, I am doing this for people, this service specifically, like why this service, why now, Jordan? Okay, because everyone wants what I have in the podcast world. It just makes sense. You know, my, one of my friends, Bogdan, who's been on the podcast, he's, a, he's my age. He's, um, he dropped out of school. He's an entrepreneur as well, making six figures. And he's having, he's, he's having the time of his life. He dropped out of UNC of all places. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, at, at 19. And he's like, dude, I'm jealous as to how easy you're going to be able to market this because it just makes sense. The first time you told me about it, I said, wow. It just makes just, sense. Yeah, that you just came up with because, a golden idea. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm teaching from experience. Like I've, I'm not one of those teachers at Florida Gulf Coast University reading out of a book and, they, and, and not actually having done the thing that I'm teaching. Or some self-proclaimed health, <laughs> health expert <laughs> with no Quote, unquote, expert <laughs> number one best-selling expert life coach you're number proof, one best-selling pudding for you i'm gonna tell you i didn't listen to a lot of podcasts before i met you and before you kind of came up with this podcast idea itself so when you started putting out episodes i didn't really have any other podcasts that i was listening to or that i liked so i would only listen to yours and that's how it was for the first few months and sh- slowly but surely you know i was like okay i got a long drive like let me pop in some psychology podcast or something like that and now just to compare, just because I want to see where my, my good old pal and friend is, is at in this podcast world comparatively, I, I don't know if I'm biased because I love you so much, but I, honest to God, I have heard so many. And, you know, when it comes down to the intro and the audio quality and the, even just the song, the, the beginning song, like mm. you really are, and from what I've heard, in the upper echelon of, of podcast quality, you know, so you, Thanks. you are credible and the proof is in the pudding like they can listen to your podcast they can see your videos they can see your promotional content they can see my ratings they can see the engagement that i get on social media it's there it's all there so so i think that you're gonna have you have something like your friend said you have something golden on your hands and it's just gonna be a matter of time before that's gonna be your main kind of everyday focus building it the right way and it's great because my my friends in the podcast community who who of course have podcasts I've not told too many people about this thus far, but the people I have, four out of six of them have been like, Jordan, I'm in. I want you to do this for me. I'm a client. (laughs) Yes. I've already made made my first few dollars doing this, first couple hundred doing this. Good stuff. And it's like, and I know that's not a lot, but like, I don't have the whole team yet. Mm -hmm. So like, it was just me kind of doing the work. In, instead of other people doing it the market is there you know everything is in place it's new there's not a lot of people who are trying to do what you do hopefully we, hopefully no one tries to <laughs> try to steal this idea now that no it, well because it might be no, they can there. do it i don't yeah. care it, it, it's funny like james altucher was saying the same thing like you can hear he, he gave this idea for a tv show that he's like pitching right now i think some reality tv show and uh he's like here take it use it I think okay, because my it was it was the live audience, right? And and we opened it up to audience questions mm-hmm. after the interview. And I think one of the last questions, my mom raised her hand and, and asked a question. Like she's like, "Aren't you concerned about people stealing your ideas?" And I forget exactly what he said, but he's like, "No, I'm not concerned because it's my unique idea, and I'm the one who's going to implement it the best." Mm-hmm. Like this is, I mean, I'm just totally butchering it right no, now. No, but I, I, I get what you're saying. You know, it, it came from his head and he he's going to find a way. Pretty much go to, yeah, pretty much go to jordanparis.com slash because this that episode will have been out and skip to like an hour and 
40 minutes and and, <laughs> and you'll hear and what you'll i'm get saying that. <laughs> <laughs> oh no the the austin chair just that whole experience for you was really cool and that was when you when you had informed me of what was kind of going on that was one of the first moments where i was because you know i since i met you and obviously i was kind of the older figure in the situation and you were this new freshman you didn't really have anything developed yet you know you're just brand new Obviously, that first impression, I wrote that quote the other day, uh, the first impression is oftentimes the final decision you know, that we make about people. Oh, and so, yeah, so when you meet people, you know, you oftentimes, whatever your original impression was, whatever the original dynamic was, even, even as people develop, that kind of still lingers in your perception of them. So, you know, even though you're out here killing them, you're going to make 10 million bucks and I'm still going to see you as... My little Jordan. <laughs> well, it's funny because I mentioned off the air that it feels weird in this because this is a little bit of a role reversal. I'm the natural interviewer of you. Mm-hmm. Not not just like I'm the interviewer on my show, but like when we're out and 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 talking, like I essentially interview you and grill you with You're the questions, and I and I want answers from you, and mm-hmm. I view you as. That so- as a source for answers in some areas of my life. So to have it the other way around right now where you're like interviewing me and asking me questions is a little bit, it's super different. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It does feel different. But <laughs> I like it. It's good practice. What I, what I was getting at that full circle here is that that was, you know, you've done so much, but that was one of the first times where I was like, oh, wow, like, this is getting real. Like, you know, Jordan, Jordan's been building all this stuff behind the scenes, but like that was the first real, not the first, but one of the first real tangible, like evidence of like, okay, you're getting, there's other people out here who are seeing the value in you. And this isn't just some play project. And, you know, you're getting 50 views on stuff like that. Like that was the first time that I realized like, shit, like <laughs> this is really building up. <laughs> like, And that, and that, you know, that's just a sequence of, of events that have just happened over the last, you know, you've probably talked about a million times how the last year of your life has been the absolute most transformative and fruitful and beneficial. It's been the last three years. Yeah, yeah, last three years, absolutely. It, it, no, I mean, no, like every year it's it's been the most trans... I, like last year I said that was... The, the past year has been so transformative. <laughs> yeah. and, then, and then it's like, wait, you haven't seen anything yet. Mm-hmm. Look what's coming. And it's going right? to keep going But that, that was that was so cool. That was... I mean... Uh, an interview in New York City, Upper West Side, in front of a live audience with a hero who I've been listening to for probably half a decade. Oh, well, that long? Yeah, I thought you dude. knew about him for like a year or two. And the only reason that I wrote my book, because, and I told him this afterwards, because he had this how to self-publish a book a guide on his website. Everyone always asks me, Jordan, how did you like publish your book? And I just send them the link to James. Like, like this is, this is how. Literally, it's what I this did. is. <laughs> this is what I did. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, you know, I've known you. I know you better than ninety nine percent of people. So someone, that. <laughs> someone that influential to the in the world and so influential in my life and meaningful. Uh, it was. Like, I, I, like listening to him in, you know, 2015, 2016, I, I never could have, never could have thought like, yeah, in four years, you're going to be friends with this guy. Mm-hmm. And 
you're going you're gonna to do an interview in front of a live audience of 20 people on your thing called a quote-unquote podcast. Yeah. yeah, that was a foreign object. <laughs> right? <laughs> so, like, just, just crazy. And that was, that was the best day, one of, one of the best days of my life. Like there's, there. like, there's a couple of days that just stick out. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we know the other one was my birthday. (laughs) (laughs) 21st birthday done right. In in that, in that respect, you know, with all of this kind of new novel life experience that you've really been going through in this, not only this past three years, but especially this year, what are, what's kind of, this was something I was thinking about too. What's like, you know, what's one of the most valuable life lessons in recent times that you've, that you've learned? Like what sticks out when I say that in terms of like something, I guess just a new life lesson that's kind of crossed your mind. Yeah. In the past year, yeah. treat everyone like they can, they can, hmm. I've rarely messed. I, I, I'm okay. I say this on podcasts. I spew it out. Like it's automatic at this point. Treat everyone like they can get you I can't tell you. What is this? What is this crazy like tongue? Treat everyone like they can get you a cover story on Forbes magazine. Why? Because you never know what someone can do for you three days from now, three weeks from now, three years from now, heck, 15 to 30 years from now. You never know what opportunity they're going to have for you. You never know who they're going to know. Most people are so short sighted. Mm -hmm. Like, what can you do for me? And what can you do for me right, right now. now? And if you can't do anything for me right now, like that's the end of us. And people don't realize that they miss out on so many opportunities that way. Mm-hmm. So often, Patrick, opportunities come to me every day from, from seeds that I planted months ago, back in 2018, back in 2017, seeds that I planted back then. And they come to fruition now, today, right? Like all, I get email introductions to Dan Locke on a Monday morning. Another person that I've been following, like this guy's this guy's an, a, a money finance icon. Mm-hmm. Like, I even know. I think. A, <laughs> this is this is the man. This is Dan the man. Yeah, <laughs> this is Dan Locke, right? Okay, and I get introduced to James Altucher. I get introduced to Rachel. Star- I get introduced to the biggest porn star in the world. Like. A, a, a lot of it is some of it's my doing like me reaching out to people to be on the podcast mm-hmm. but a lot of it's me being introduced and it's because of this principle treat everyone like they can get you a cover story on forbes magazine <laughs> <laughs> so and, that's that's been one of the biggest yeah. takeaways and i mean the other one and these two go so hand in hand dig the well before you're thirsty mm-hmm. translates directly to build rapport before you go in for the ask, mm-hmm. right? Like I don't ask anyone for anything. I don't even, I don't even ask people to like share my content ever yet. I get 500 to a thousand shares per month just on LinkedIn. And sometimes like a hundred, 120 on a post, 150 on a post. Like it's, it's great. I don't ask people for that. Create, I create good content, but digging the well before you're thirsty, like, like who are those people that if you, if you lost your job, like if, if you found yourself between a rock and a hard place, like who are the people that you would turn to to try and help you help get you back on your feet? Go right now and give freely to them and build up some social value, build up some social capital mm-hmm. with those people. Not with the expectation that you're 
that you're gonna like, oh, I'm gonna get them one yeah. day. I'm gonna <laughs> go in more sociopathic. I'm gonna get way. a big favor from them <laughs> yeah. one day. No, just like in case you really need them. Great example mm-hmm. is, and this is where I first heard the term dig the well before you're thirsty, is Jordan Harbinger, who's coming on my show in a couple of weeks' time. Someone I one of my communication superheroes, right? When I was studying up on communication. So he had this podcast for 11 years called The Art of Charm. It was very famous, one of the biggest podcasts out there. It was, it was one of the first podcasts I I out there. I listened to an episode the other day. Yeah, so... <laughs> I'm pretty sure I did on So he went through a really bad business breakup with his founders and slash co-hosts, whatever, and he was no longer a part of the show. So that gigantic audience that he built up on that show over 11 years was gone in an instant. So he started... Uh, I think in January of 2018, I could be wrong, the Jordan Harbinger show. And when he was starting that, he had all of these people that that knew he was going through a tough time, all of these very influential people like Tom Bilyeu, you know, Bill, founder of the billion dollar brand Quest Nutrition, who's got one of the biggest podcasts out there. He's got Lewis Howes with one of the biggest podcasts out there. All these people looking out for him. Like, like, hey, man, like, we'll lend you a helping hand uh, and like, come on, come on our show and promote your new show because he built up such uh, an astronomic amount of social capital Mm -hmm. over 11 years with people uh, because he proactively re-engaged weak ties on a daily basis. He literally has a 15 minute appointment in his calendar every morning to re-engage five loose ties really yeah with this with this that's an message. interesting concept yeah i like that i just i, I you know that's never even crossed like on my mind right or like that. what's the opposite you find yourself between a rock and a hard place uh, you haven't talked to this person in two years and all of a sudden you're reaching out for a favor mm-hmm. it's, it's not bad. it's not it's a good look so you, yeah. you might not even get a response so that's been a big overarching principle it's in my a life takeaway yeah what Megan asked me this question, we were in Key West, we were, we were, we were kind of tipsy and we were all like lovey dovey. We were, we were at one of the restaurants in Key West and we were so full. And she like looked at me, she's like, I love you so much. And you know, classic relationship shit. And I'm like, I love you more, baby. Yeah, and yeah. she's like, really? And she goes, what are six things you really, oh. really like about me? And she said six. And I like thought about it after the fact, cause it made me really have to think I couldn't just be like, you know, if it's three, you know, I can be like, I like your hair, you know, or like, I, I really like how you talk to me and stuff like that. Like it made, it made me really think. So when I was going to, when I was prepping for this a little bit, it made me want to translate that question to you. Or what are, what are six things that you really like about your life right now? Six things I really like about my life right now. Yep. Six wow. things that you really like about your life right now. What a right great now. question that I've never been asked before. <laughs> yeah. This is the hallmark of a good interviewer. <laughs> Asking questions that their people aren't asked over and over again. I was trying. To Something mediate. I always focus on too in my interviews. So I really admire you for that on your first interview. Yeah. <laughs> first official. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so obviously, Growth Mindset University, the podcast, is just the joy of my life. Like I, I love the people that I get to talk to. I just, I, I talk to my superheroes. It's exactly what it is people whose books i liked uh, billionaires new york times best-selling authors my favorite writer the man mark manson like like reading his book (laughs) reading him his book the subtle art in uh where was it it was uh tulum mexico like i never would have 
thought that exactly a year later I'd have him on my podcast. Mm -hmm. And I think back then the podcast was like a couple of days old at that point. Oh no, it was two weeks before I even started it. So I couldn't even conceive it. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. I, I love that about my life. Every, every aspect about it. The only, the only part I, I don't like is like, it's so funny. You know, I, I always, I, I get this like performance anxiety, this anxious energy mm -hmm. that it's like, even if I had Donald Trump or Barack Obama coming over right now to be on my podcast, I'd be like praying that they cancel five minutes. Like, like it, it'd be like, they're coming over at six, it's 5.55 and I'm like praying that that the Donald cancels. Yeah. Like, we, and I, we were and I'd talking be, about and I'd be, that. I'd be like, <sighs> breathe outside really. Because in, in, the, in the couple hours before the interview, I'm just so like, so anxious. I get this anxious energy. Like I want to perform really. I want to, I want to show up really well for mm -hmm. my guests and the audience, of course. Uh, but I just, it's like a, it's, it's you stress, mm -hmm. perhaps healthy stress. It's healthy stress. And then, and then there's a little combination of like that social fear that, that we can't avoid. You know, we, mm. we want to perform well so that people think highly of us. And then it reinforces our social image of being a liked and well-performing person. And I have that same stress with authority figures all the time. So I guess it is a you stress. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a positive stress for you. So the other five things. Yeah, so yeah. The other five yeah. things. Yeah. Well, I'm just really thankful that like I think about it. I, I the the timing was right to like write the book, write that book when I did. Um my you know, Growth Mindset University, of course, by the same name. As a as a twenty twenty year old at the time and now twenty one, like it enabled people it, it enabled me to get my foot in the door, like for the higher higher up people to take me a little bit more seriously. Mm -hmm. And I'm really thankful I wrote it when I did because I was in, I was still in like general education courses at university. So I could afford to like not put too much time into them and still pass. So, but like immediately after that semester, I was starting to get into upper level courses and it really couldn't have happened after that. Cause like to pass, I needed to devote a little bit more time. Yeah. I'm just really, cause it was hard work. I'm thankful that I sat there for, 59 days. I mean, I wrote it in 29, but like 59 from zero to published mm -hmm. and on Amazon. Like I'm, I'm so thankful that I sat there for 59 days and just hammered it out and didn't rest until it was, until I saw it live on Amazon. Mm -hmm. Right. Like I didn't get distracted and go like chase another shiny object. Like, Oh, I'll do this and I'll do this instead. I'll, I'll just make it a course. Like, no, I, I, I saw it through. Like I'm very, very thankful I had the right frame of mind there, and I just burrowed myself away, self away in that room over there. Yeah. That's my writing room where I just sit in there. And so good timing on that. I'm, I'm very thankful. Those two things. Uh, I like the food that I eat. Like I just eat the healthiest of food all the time, and I, 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 I love that I have these. They're called uh, Hail Mary's chocolate almond butter cups. Imagine Reese's peanut butter cups, and you you probably know them, but like for the listener, like imagine Reese's peanut butter cups, but like really healthy, pure ingredients. So much so that it needs to be refrigerated, or it's going to go bad. Like 
that's what these chocolate almond butter cups are. And I love them. I have them every morning. I have, I have two every morning. It's 10 grams of sugar, six grams of protein. That's like the most, that's the most sugar I have all day. I love that little sweet. I love it. And, and that's after my, uh, my relative intermittent fast, you know, like I try to not have that for as long as possible. Um, I love the, the spinach that I get to eat. I love the, <laughs> I love the almond flour crackers that I get to eat. I love like, I love almond flour. It's freaking great. I mean, these almond flour wraps that I have, they taste like just normal wheat flour wraps. Mm-hmm. And, but, you don't even know the difference. But there's not any grains in there. It's almond flour and cassava flour. It's great. It's super pure and healthy. They got to be refrigerated. And I have them all the time in this, in this, uh, in this wrap with a, with a layer of organic chicken lunch meat from Whole Foods and and spinach and uh, Dijon mustard <laughs> or my primal kitchen avocado oil garlic aioli mayo good yeah. stuff it's good funny stuff. I love <laughs> it so I, I'm just really I'm thankful for that kind of stuff yeah I forget that you that you're still eating that way because I catch you you know since we you know you're indulged in the business and I'm always running around a lot too so it's like when we hang out we kind of make a celebration of it so I always catch you you know doing you know, eating chicken parmesan or like having, having a little, yeah. little beyond your usual diet. So I, sometimes I forget that you're, you're still on top of the game because first two years that I knew you, that was, that was it. Yeah, that was all you would eat. You know, there was no, there was no, okay, I'm going to have a, a cheat day or anything like that. So it's, yeah. it's good that you stick to your roots. It, yeah. I, I mean, and that's like my default setting, but I mean, yeah, I, I'm, I'm thankful that, uh, I, and I won't make this number four, but like I'm thankful that I, you know, I've kind of loosened up and and I'm willing to just enjoy, like mm-hmm. let go and have a chicken parm at Cafe Milano on Fifth Ave and a and gelato afterwards. Like that's great. It's whereas for the mental health, yeah. Whereas before I was going in there, like ah, oh, I was. I was like, I know we're out right now, but I gotta, <laughs> gotta keep on the straight and narrow. I get the Branzino, Branzino, thin little, thin little freshwater fish that uh, it just did not like fill me. Of them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, like five of them. Needed to five of them, but yeah, it's it's a great thing now. Um, I'm thankful that like I'm, I mean, even with yes, a lot like the the good health is my own doing. But I'm really thankful that like I didn't, I, I I don't have any debilitating conditions. I don't like I'm. We're we're watching that embarrassing bodies. Embarrassing bodies. <laughs> we're watching embarrassing some embarrassing bodies show with like people with unimaginable de, unimaginable deformities and conditions and so like just <laughs> that. And then some people are just born with it, and it's like wow. I wasn't born with that. Like I'm normal. Like you forget. Yeah. You're like almost not ungrateful, but it's like, it's like we, we, we get so naive or so ignorant almost cause it's yeah. out there for us to see. We, we take our good health or yeah. our natural abilities for granted. Yeah. Uh, number five, then I'm really thankful for the friends that I've been able to make over the past three years because it was just over three years ago where I had that one friend, Peter, Peter, no, <laughs> 
Yeah, you met him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we played basketball with him in Pennsylvania. We did, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Hurricane Irma. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I I had one friend for four years in a row. That was that was it. And and I'm, I'm glad I had that one. If I had zero, that would have really been bad. It would have been almost dangerous. But I had the one friend, and uh, and and I'm also glad that, that you know number six goes hand in hand with this. I'm glad that I didn't just sit down and sit back and lay in my bed and cry about not being able to talk to people and having grossly unfulfilling social interactions. I sat back in my bed and cried. And then I went out and sought out the resources from people who ought to know, from people like Vanessa Van Edwards. I watched all of her interviews. I found one of her interviews. And then I said, oh my God, I got to watch everything that she's and listen to everything she's ever done. I got to read her blog. I got to watch her videos. And I studied her, her content. And, I, and, and then Jordan Harbinger, another social superhero of mine. I, I listened to a lot of interviews with him on the other side, not on his podcast, but him being interviewed because he's, he's just great at talking to people. Uh, and I made it happen rather than sitting back and just like, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm socially awkward. Like I quite literally adopted that the growth mindset, if you will, <laughs> in this area of my life. I, I made it happen, right? Like I, I, I learned my way out of pain. That's number six. Yep. So you got health, friends, business, podcasts, wealth. Book. Yeah. <laughs> Just, just very grateful for where all of that's kind of come yeah. come to at this point in your life. It's like the, the social interactions, like fulfilling social interactions, are really fulfilling. And unfulfilling social interactions, I mean, there's no, and because I've been there, like there's no greater hole. It's kind of the residual, like there's like a residual, like when it, when it, when an interaction doesn't go that well, even if it's not your doing, like even if it's just someone who is a total piece of shit in line at grocery at the grocery store or something like that, mm. there's always this like residual like like tension in my brain almost. Even if I just see two other people who I'm not even I'm not even associated with the interaction, but I, I see someone be really mean to another person or something. Like that. It, it creates this like residual like right. uncomfortability. Well, I, I've been there as well even after learning how to talk (laughs) i i like where i get a little full of myself and like i'm a little bit rude to people maybe on social media with someone who doesn't agree with me and i used to get like territorial and fire back at someone who doesn't agree with me and just like totally tear down them in their argument and and so i being there there's as recently as a few months ago, there's nothing that feels worse than being a shitty person. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that feels worse. There's nothing that feels better than being a good person. Grow, what is it? What is your quote? Grow to give. Uh, live to learn, grow to give. Live to learn, grow to give. <laughs> you, you, are a man of, you are a man of many quotes. That's one thing I really like about you. You always have an appropriate quote that you just pull out and, you know, we'll be in a context and you'll just say something from some book or some podcast it's just like yeah. everyone else like you know like megan said it the other day she goes your brain is 80 percent music lyrics and 20 percent like human behavior mm. and i she made me think about it because i like anytime i see something that is one of the first things that happens is whatever lyric or rap lyric i've ever heard that's kind of related to that topic it's like says itself in my head and for you it's you know you filled your head with so many <laughs> so many good things that that's kind of your 
those are your lyrics, you know, those, those are the lyrics to your life. Yeah. yeah. I mean, of course I, rem- I remember a lot of quotes. Uh, like I just, I, I'm, I, I almost like talk in tweets. Like I'm, yeah. <laughs> you know, you're 140 characters or less. <laughs> Texting you is certainly 140 oh, characters or less. It's like 14 characters. Me and or you less. are polar opposites in the yeah. texting realm. I'm paragraph yeah. Patty. I've been paragraph Patty my entire life. I've yeah. always sent novels, and I'll send Jordan. You know, something where I'm expecting like some type of like you know response and and i'll get like a yee yee or like a <laughs> like a okay <laughs> you, what do they call it? like a, you text like a dad like you text like like someone who's like you know you are kind of like a dad not not that you have a kid but in the sense of of what you've got going on you know you are usually focused on work and you've got a lot of stuff going on just like like a father would and that's why fathers have that kind of archetype of texting short and you know no period just like i don't know 90 <laughs> percent of the time you text me i laugh just because of the the the, the succinctness of brevity. it yeah brevity that's that's a new word of mine that i've been that keeps popping up in this one book oh good yeah <laughs> what is it you you incorporated really good book it's kind of older book i'm not sure when it came out but been i've been reading it for it's been a little longer i should <laughs> good that's the seventh thing yeah i'm thankful for books man books you've always nothing been would be possible reader. without it it's where I've learned almost everything. Mm-hmm. Seeking out resources from people who ought to know. So then, on the on kind of the reverse side, you know, we I I, I have so many questions here. I'm not even going to look at my phone, but there there's some some of them are just kind of popping up in my head. So I figure it's good to use them. On the reverse side, um, kind of in a not so positive undertone, you know, what's kind of other than death, you know, what's kind of... I've been thinking about that a lot. Yeah, other than death, what do you fear, like, the most in life? You know what I mean? Or what's the worst possible thing that could happen to you other than dying? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I... My... I mean, one of my recent things is, like, fear limits your life. But I, I guess I can concoct something here. Oh, there's... <laughs> We all have fears deep down. I mean, other than aging and death, it's a really tough question. But. You know, we have fear. We have social fear. You know, that's that's something that like that's a little lesser. But you know, there's there's fear that maybe you lose all your money one day and you don't know who to go turn well, to. Well, confident or. people don't fear fear failure because they know they can bounce back. I was waiting for that quote to come out. <laughs> that had been, been one of the more recent things you had yeah. seen you post. It's it it an original one, and people on LinkedIn like loved it. They were loving it. So aside, yeah, I guess, I guess aside from death, just deterioration of, of health and, and you know, not being well, your yeah, optimal I mean, self. Like I looked at, I, I'm watching like the Hall of Fame induction for Major League Baseball yesterday, mm-hmm. the ceremony, and, and they had 52 Hall of Famer, past Hall of Famers, there and they called him out on the stage one by one and showed their highlight reel and then showed them walking out. And I saw them one second go from hitting home runs, throwing 102 miles an hour, crushing it, man, like really young looking. And then the next moment, like 70 years old. Walking with a cane. Right. (laughs) Hank Aaron walking, took him like... 50 seconds to to go a very short distance he's like walking he's he's got a walker so uh jim tomey great phillies slugger was walking was walk had to help him out and i was like i was like wow 
it even happens to them. Mm-hmm. So I remember thinking when I was, I talk like I'm really old. Yeah. Like, I remember like I was, I was for, for a really long time, probably as recently as like 1920, like, oh, I've got it. Like, I'm, I'm not going to get that wrinkly. Like, I'm going to look really young when I'm like 80 years old and I'm going to be, I'm going to live a lot longer. I'm going to live like 120. And <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know. I just remember being really, really biased, mm-hmm. self-serving bias. Yeah. But then you look at people like Naveen Jain on the podcast who's talking about living forever through artificial intelligence, the nanobots, the nanobots in our body that constantly restore and replace and repair mm-hmm. anything that's going wrong. They constantly release stem cells when it's needed. And, and it's like, you know what? Totally could live to 180. It's looking, it's looking <laughs> more and more possible as the days go on. But then it's like, but then, you know, with what I posted today, then Mark Manson, also friend of the podcast, episode 99, is saying like, there's a great ex- part from the end of his recent book, his most recent book, where living forever would, and I'm paraphrasing, would not be a good thing because there would be like all scarcity would be eliminated. Like you could, you could watch TV for a hundred years and it wouldn't matter. Everything would not like nothing would matter. There would be no value to anything. Cause like, and, and you could always just rely on the like, ah, eh, it won't kill me when tempted with any sort of indulgence or bad behavior or something. Mm-hmm. It almost it, reinforces bad behavior. It could be bad. It could be very bad. I don't know. I think, I think it, I don't know. Should we live forever? Yeah, it shouldn't be a thing. (laughs) I feel like maybe we could stretch it out more and and then, you know, there's so many. Maybe 200? But then, but then when you, I was thinking about today, like, okay, I get to 200 years old and I'm, and I'm thinking, and I'm imagining myself on my deathbed at 200, I'd pay any amount of money to have another, like, oh, I need just a hundred, another hundred years. <laughs> just, and then just another hundred and it would just get out of control. Yeah. And then, you know, you have overpopulation and scarcity of resources and so many other potential factors that fall into it. But I don't know what my biggest fear would be. Honestly, I, I think my biggest fear is more, is kind of more on like a primal level, just in terms of, you know, food, shelter, water, like, Will I will I live a one day live a homeless life or something like yeah. that? Yeah, I think it's it's really unrealistic because as long as you know you have people in your life who care about you and and you're confident, like yeah. you say, I think you always just pretty much like quote you always be able to bounce back. I mean, a, a, a fear. Okay, like my podcast and a lot of my social media posts are in other people's hands, and that worries me. In other people's hands, as in LinkedIn owns that content. Like those are their servers. Apple Podcasts hosts, or or, or even like Simplecast, where I host my podcast and it goes out to Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Like okay, Apple Podcasts can go away, whatever. But like if if Simplecast, like a company, goes goes out of business, like what I don't know. Like what if they just delete my stuff? What if I? That would be, it's a a big body of work. I always say, it's a lot of time. I always say, build a life, not a resume. My life would be, uh, there would be no proof of my (laughs) life anymore. (laughs) It'd be in shambles. Yeah. I'd I'd rather have, um, I I want it to be in my own hands. I don't know. (laughs) 
self I feel that. I feel that way about Facebook and Instagram. Exactly. In terms of those pictures, like there's so many photos that I've uploaded on Instagram that I don't have anymore. Oh yeah. And it, you know, one day, like you said, one day just just assume. The- yeah, I, I even. It's funny actually. I wrote about it in the last chapter of my book, like a year ago, and I just realized this just now. Like, pretty much just assume that 50 years from now, Facebook and Instagram aren't going to be a thing. They probably will be. I mean, because like. Facebook's a really big company with a lot of investors, but just but live your life with that assumption, right? And uh, instead of putting it on Instagram, you know, put it in a in a scrapbook. I, like I have I have stuff in my room over there. Like I've I've printed out pictures over there in my room. I have notebooks filled with writings and ideas. You know, not they're not just on other people's platforms yeah on your notepad on your iphone or whatever it may be yeah if let's say in a world either where you didn't have like where the podcast was lost and you maybe just lost all desire to even pursue a podcast world anymore kind of what would be another ideal business venture for (laughs) you you know what would be if you if it wasn't podcast if it wasn't web development you know what what's something else that you would love to be kind of a part of business wise. It was very dependent upon the, the time and stage of my life because I'm always going to resort to something that's, that's fun and that helps a lot of people and that makes me a lot of money. So whatever fits into those criteria, you know, my, my perfectly designed life, that's what it's going to be. Like I'm, it's so it's hard for me to really predict what something else could be. Like it's more like 20. subject matter, you know, like are yeah. you interested in, and I guess, yeah, I guess it kind of is hard to predict. Like, I guess like for me, you know, if it wasn't like IO psychology and consulting corporations or in group behavior and stuff like that, I feel like another ideal life path that I would want to pursue would be, you know, sales or, or something like that. You know, I guess I, I guess, yeah, I, it's hard for me to kind of know exactly what subject matter. I have one. Yeah. What? I, I, I don't know how long it would last, but I'd try this drop out of the rat race altogether. I mean, I've already essentially dropped out of the rat race in that I'm never going to be a part of corporate America unless I'm the one spearheading the venture. (laughs) (laughs) But you could argue that the whole thing of like making money and, uh, and just like constantly doing, doing, doing in America is like a big rat race. I would drop out. It's hard to really explain this this feeling, what, what I'm trying to say here, but I would drop out of the whole thing altogether, maybe go to the Philippines or Chile and just just live amongst them and, and have a low-paying job and just simpler, like a simpler, simpler life. Simpler life. Yeah, so I could be sweeping floors. Yeah, well, we, we talked For about pleasure. Maslow. <laughs> we talked about Maslow's hierarchy of needs on either the first or the second podcast and with all you know you, you call it the rat race and with the rat race entails it you know is a lot of a lot of worries and fears that are on the upper level of the hierarchy you know with the self-actualization and and the competitiveness of self versus group and and, and just groups in general and stuff like that so when you're you you can only fear about those things when you have it, you know what I mean? So say you were in a, in a third world country or in the Philippines and you were working like a, a small labor job, you wouldn't be worried about the same things that you'd be worried no. about here. So yeah, maybe even though you'd be 
ridded of of some luxuries in life, you'd also be ridded of certain fears, and and some of those fears are yeah. kind of more. What's the word? More beating. They they beat on you a lot a lot harder than than sometimes trying to find a proper place to live or or some something lower on the hierarchy and the physiological or security sense of security needs. Mm-hmm. And that's I think that's a, a lot of people say ideally. You know, a lot of people always say, I, "I wish I could just drop everything right now and and go to to the Phil not the Philippines. Uh, go to what's the what's the class over Fiji? Everyone goes, oh, you know." I'd love to just go live a simple life in the, you know, in the hills of Fiji. And sometimes you wonder how, how easy is it to make that happen? You know, could someone save up a hundred thousand dollars and would they be able to live in one of these, you know, lesser economy co- countries? It very, very well might be possible, but I don't know. I think there's something about competitiveness and, yeah. And, and, and I'm really competitive. Yeah. And I think I like it. Like as much as we say like, Oh, we should, we would drop everything and, and live a simpler life. I think I, I think I kind of thrive on, on the competitiveness and not in like a, not in a bad way. Like, Oh, I want to be better than everyone else. But it's like, it, you know, they just talk about com- competition in, in psychology a lot and, and a lot of the benefits of competition, you know, com- uh, benefits of it within the workplace, within, intra inter business competition and how that drives you know better ideas and better production and competitiveness with war and how that's excel technology so there's there's a lot kind of kind of off getting off track here but i think i think you will always even with again getting back to the original point even you know if there's a day without the podcast i think you're always going to have some business venture that you're going to be indulged in that's going to work out because you maybe i could be a I, I would, I would, I don't know, maybe be a, t- uh, like a an elementary school teacher or a kindergarten. I was teacher. gonna say a teacher, but I didn't know if that kind of still f- like fell into my psychology thing. Because if I was a teacher, I'd still be, <laughs> I'd still be conducting low key research on all of my students. Yeah. But uh, but here I'll, I'm gonna go into the question bank here just because I uh, yeah. I wanted to, there's like two two three more things I want to touch upon. Oh yes, perfect. So. Speaking of the podcast, what is your favorite podcast other than other than your mm. own? <laughs> okay, yeah, I got a I got a couple. My friend, my good friend Hala Taha, who has a podcast called Young and Profiting. We've had we've had a lot of the same guests, not all of them, obviously, um, but just a you know probably five or six. And I'll be a, I'll be a guest on it too. And she, but I have so much respect for her. She gets, you know, I think she just had episode 31 come out and she already has nearly 20,000 downloads per episode wow. only on SoundCloud. Like that's just SoundCloud. Like I'm not even taking into account anything else. Mm-hmm. Like you can literally go on SoundCloud, look up young and profiting and look at all, like the numbers are there. Like they're, because like, on SoundCloud you can, there. yeah on SoundCloud you see the amount of plays so I didn't even know you could listen to podcasts yeah. on SoundCloud and and you know she's getting like just on SoundCloud like you know hundreds of you can because you can like a track too like hundreds of likes and reshares okay. and it's like it's like super cool and oh my gosh just the way how, how well it's put together like the music in her podcast I'm I'm so jealous of it. yeah. it's really good I want to steal some of it <laughs> <laughs> and the she's just got a really good voice uh very well spoken um it is edited a little bit too she she edits very well or at least the people on her team do 
just a, so that, just so I have so much respect for the production, the questions she asked, the guests she has, and uh, we, we've we've just got such a great working relationship right now where you know we're making introductions for each other, like we're giving freely. Oh wow! Right? Like this is not a transaction based relationship. It's we're not protective of our of the people we've had in our podcast. Like yeah. we're we're helping each other out big time. That's beautiful. And these are like the strategic partnerships that you need to rise. Absolutely. Better together. <laughs> You'll hear it when you replay. I was saying yeah. big oh, I as, you, as you were going together, to do it. Together is better, whatever you want to call yep. it. Uh, so there's Young and Profiting. It's a flawless podcast. And then uh, I like Joe Rogan. I oh, like, yeah, you and I both like. Who would um, be like your dream person to interview? I think I know <laughs> the answer, but. Yeah, you know it. You know it. Uh, I was going to say. <laughs> Sir, Sir Robbins, Rob. Sir Tony Robbins. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were starting to, when you said Sir, I was like, I thought you were going to reference that Sir Ken Robinson who, who does all those TED Talks. Oh, no, I don't even like, know who that is. He's like, a, he's like a famous TED talker okay. pretty much. But, <laughs> but uh, I, I didn't read him too. He's welcome. If you're Sir Ken, if you're listening to this, you can you, you, reach out to me. Join on. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Tony Robbins, his sense, uh, since day one has been like the the goal, and like I'm not doing it just just to check a box. Like I want to, I have I I want to help him in some areas with his marketing, and I want to like I want to give back, right? Mm-hmm. In in a way that he gave to me when I was eighteen or, or seventeen years old and miserable, right? Uh, he he gave me hope back then. He was the first name of like anybody, you know, in terms of books or anything. That was the first person you ever told me about. Like when yeah. I first met you, you were like, have you read Tony Robbins? And I was like, no. And you're like, man, the giant within yeah. or unleash the awaken the giant within. You're like, that book changed my life. Yep. Like that was yeah. like one of the first things I ever learned about you. And I want to get a new interview out of him because something he hasn't done before. He's done a lot of interviews and I've heard it all from him. Like I've, like I've, I, I hear universal things on a lot of different podcasts. I want to, dig a little deeper mm-hmm. you know i want to something that he's willing to expose of course but i want to expose a new side of him uh-huh. that uh that would be very beneficial for us all i want to build that relationship and uh oh yeah we had god what are we talking about i had i had jarek uh, i had his son jarek robbins on the podcast a couple of weeks that's ago right. I, for kai yeah he's good he's a great guy yeah that's so cool yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's baby steps yeah <laughs> but yeah that um of course, you know, without getting political here, I'm not saying I'm for or against him, but I'd, I'd like to interview the Donald, Sir Donald Trump. It's quite uh, a personality type. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. And it's not going to happen now, I mean, or in the next four years or anything, but just because it's... The president. Right. So that's like a 10-year thing. Yeah. Those yeah. are the two that really stick out. I mean, yeah. uh, James Altucher was up there. Naveen Jain was up there. Who else was up there? Oh, Mark Manson was up there. Yeah. Every like person, I, every like person who, who has seen that, who I've mentioned that to, is like, wow. Like, that's a big name to be getting on the podcast. Hey, anyone who owns a business you know, and, and lives in a local community, which is pretty much everyone in America, not everyone owns business, but everyone has felt and dealt with these problems that when you are starting up a business, your local community tens especially well maybe your specifically your peers people who view you on a peer level we've spoke about this before they don't always support 
the way that you would expect like your friends or like your, yeah. your associates to support. And it's so, okay. yeah. And so obviously, you know, a lot of people like try to brush it off. Like, Oh yeah. Hey, like Jordan's doing a podcast. Like, huh, that's mm. cool. Like people have podcasts, but like when people heard a lot of people who were like that heard about the Mark Manson thing, they didn't know him by name. And then, you know, I go, you know, the book subtle art, not giving a fuck. And they're like, Oh, well, I read that. He's like, oh my God. And then, you know, they just, that was another one of those moments that made people really take you a lot more seriously in the yeah. in the local side of things. Yeah, the yeah, that was like the hardest buy-in. I could get strangers to listen, but not like people around me. Which of course isn't. I mean, if you want to get people around you to listen, I mean, like like how many people is that? It's not many. Like obviously, I'm focused on strangers anyway, and people mm-hmm. worldwide and global. So, but the other one that and and you know this, the other one that kind of like put me on the metaphorical map like and and started people started taking me much more seriously rachel star that was the that was the biggest yeah point yeah (laughs) and uh that was that was the tipping point of everything (laughs) and from there it just got it just got a lot easier like it took took that many episodes episode 71 to you know get those first few cracks but once you get those first few cracks the whole dam just breaks and everything starts flowing. And that's what happened. It was the tipping point. It was the point where everything started flowing and happening. That was February of 2019. Yeah. And here we are now and it's July, 2019. So what, you know, kind of, kind of coming to a, to a conclusion here, what, what is the next, maybe not year, but, future in general obviously you're going to be building the process driven business but what else yeah what else are you really looking forward to here in the next kind of upcoming months and and kind of yeah. your desires and goals i guess for this upcoming to finish out the year well i mean of course i mean i'll, I'll move on with this in a second and answer your question but like podcasting is just such it's there's such an untapped it's such an untapped industry like the the revenues from the podcasting industry are consistently rising over the past 10 years. Listenership is skyrocketing. Like there's so much opportunity here in podcasting. If you do it right, if you build a business around your podcast and I really want to make people rich, right? I want to help a lot of people. That's part of this. Don't make a living design of life. It's been in my Instagram bio for three years. Forever. As, long, as long as I've known right. you. <laughs> it's, I, it's not in there because it sounds good. It's in there because it actually works. I've designed my life around these three criteria. Does a specific activity make me a lot of money? Do I have a lot of fun doing it? And do I help a lot of people? If it doesn't check one of those three boxes, I either don't do it at all or I outsource it. And so right now I'm doing that for myself. But if I can help other people design their life that way with making a lot of money, having a lot of fun and helping a lot of people, like that's great. That's great. And I want to start implementing this for other people. That's like that's like another phase of it. You know, the, the, like phase one is I got to do it for myself. Yeah. And I'm, you know, I'm doing it, making it happen, perfecting, polishing, then, okay, I'll, I'll, I'm going to, I'm going to share this and, and help others mm-hmm. do this. So term right now, what I'm really looking forward to, I mean, just the whole podcasting course is going to be great. I mean, it, if you're, I mean, if you're hearing this sometime in the late, late in the future, it'll, there will be a redirect up. If you go to jordanparis.com slash P U for podcast university, it'll redirect to wherever the course is hosted. So you can get that there. 
again, I mentioned at the top of the hour, you know, like just solves for all the unknown variables. It's great. I'm proud of myself for that course. And it's very professionally done with, co- with a couple of cameras and, and uh, wearable microphones. And, and it's just really, really well done. I'm proud of it. So I'm looking forward to that. Other than that, I'm really looking forward to doing more live shows. I started saying in 2019 that, Jordan, what's the end goal with your podcast? Like, I tell people, like, yeah, I want to have the talk show, like an Oprah or Ellen or something like that. And <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and but on a different, higher level, like deeper, better level, realer level. Mm-hmm. And I, I got that for one day, May twenty fourth of two thousand and nineteen. I. I literally had my dream in my hands. I got the best, biggest taste of it that was really uh, cool. with, with James Outtoucher in front of that live audience. I got, to, I got to meet and shake the hands of listeners, like real listeners of the show for the first time. Like it, that was a day that it became real for me, other than just faceless listeners and numbers. <laughs> there's not a, it's, it's me there, there's not a whole lot of meaning in there i'll take one shake in one person's hand one real listener's hand over an extra thousand listeners like i it was so fulfilling for me and something i'll remember for the rest of my life rather than watching these metrics go up on every day and and just creating all day putting stuff out watching the metrics and that's all you do every day that's a special kind of hell and i realized that there's a and that's what i was doing for a little while but it made it real on may 24th i got the taste of that talk show i had it and it was it was a whole hour and 57 minutes and 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 having a powwow talk with everyone afterwards and with james and and oh it was just it was magical um so i'm looking forward to doing more of those other than that, yeah, I'm looking forward to, and when I say looking forward to, like there, there should be an asterisk next to it, like I'm still here in the moment. Like <laughs> I haven't, it wasn't like in high school where I was looking forward to college and I totally forgot about the present moment and I, I wrote it off. I wrote off high school sophomore year. I said, I'm done. And I stopped experiencing it and I regret it. I didn't go to a prom. I didn't go to anything. Oh, I'll, wow. I'll never, I'll never be at a prom in my entire life. If I, if I were to go. It's a little weird now. Exactly. <laughs> if I, no (laughs) the window the window has been missed okay like it will always be a fantasy for me Mm -hmm. i've never even never been anywhere within like five miles of one probably okay (laughs) 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 or remotely been involved so i wrote off i wrote off high school and i really do regret it i feel like i could have made something uh because because i mean you look at devin my little brother and like he wasn't popular in the first half of high school, the same way I wasn't popular in the first half of high school. But the last two years, he was a really popular kid. I can't believe it. I like, I was like, wait, I should have done that. I should have had friends. He has, he has so many friends a certain, in high school. A certain biased part of me likes to believe that me joining you guys for three weeks and having a lot of one-on-one time with Devin might have catalyzed, yeah, catalyzed some social yeah. monster within him. I, was, I, think, I think that was him going from sophomore to junior. Yeah, it was the so first month. It was the yeah, exact was the halfway month. point. It was August. Yeah. It was August of that school year. So I'm looking forward to graduating college 
in May where, where I'm forced to stay right now. And, you know, which is, it's, I mean, it's not, it's not terrible. Like I'm thankful enough to have, you know, parents who saved a college fund for all three kids, you know, and that doesn't like, Oh, he gets his college paid for it. Oh, he's like, like, okay. Like I didn't have a choice in that. Like <laughs> if I was paying like, this is the life I was born into, <laughs> like, okay. If it was me paying, I would have dropped out after the first year, maybe halfway through second year. Yeah, I think around halfway through second year is when yeah. it started really kicking in. Yeah, but I'm looking forward to graduating college and spending time in places like Italy and France and Chile and learning and taking salsa lessons there. <laughs> and oh, and going to the Philippines and meeting some of my, I mean, because look, I mean, not everyone. Looking, meeting some of my virtual assistants there. Not, I mean, not everyone's a virtual assistant in the Philippines. Some people are going to be account managers, just like you, young adults in the United States, who I work with very closely. Like you need some of those people in your business, but you also need the virtual assistants in your business as well, especially in a business in 2019. So, but I'm looking forward to like shaking Bernard's hand and meeting his his family and and his son and and just spending time with them and. And having dinner with them. like I'm just looking forward <laughs> to stuff like that, right? Where else do I want to go? Oh, Japan. Japan. That's essential for someone. And someone like you, you'd really real enjoy sushi. Japan. I'm so looking forward. to I don't know what that life is like. <laughs> I need some real sushi in my life. <laughs> I, I'm fortunate enough to have had some of the best sushi in LA. That's uh, you know that'll that'll cost four people six hundred bucks. That's why I haven't had real sushi. Matsumoto is the best place. Of course, Matsumoto is like the chef that's that you meet in there. Like that's him. (laughs) This is not a chain. It's so real. Like they ship they ship everything over from chip for like from Japan, Uh, and it's just so good and authentic. But of course, it'd only be even better in Japan. Oh, I'm. (laughs) It'd be great. So right off the boat, that'd be fun. Yeah. You're looking forward to some exploration. Exploration, yeah. Exploration, more time to yourself, not having invested in something that you're really not yeah. wholeheartedly a part of with school and all that, and kind of just growing, growing the business sequentially by growing the business and exploring. You, you're going to grow as an individual as well, you know, undoubtedly. And meeting the right person is in there too. For sure. It's yeah. again, not something I'm rushing, something that I used to rush. And you know this because I'd come to you with my heartbreak. <laughs> and I wanted to, I just wanted to have the one so bad when I was like First 18. girl to kiss Jordan, he's instantly in love. <laughs> Took about seven or eight of those yeah. to finally realize you can't fall in love after one makeout session. Right. <laughs> I, I'd go head over heels, right? And And I've been making this transition and it's such a, it's a it's a good one and it's a and it's a peaceful one and it's uh, it gives me a, a lot of peace of mind the transition from needy man to non-needy man being needy number 1 is creepy and number 2 needy desiring like that's that's suffering when i was head over heels for someone and in these relationships where there's someone that's really needy and there's someone that's not like there's runners and there's chasers, you know, it's a, the chasers chasing the, mm-hmm. the person running away the opposite direction. But every now and then the runner gives a reward. And so it's positive reinforcement for the chaser to chase even harder and keep going. And it, the relationship becomes even more toxic. And like, that's what I was, 
so I was like caught up into uh, caught up in and my you know my mental state was like toxic and I was like sick from being needy you would you would in be so mentally beat yeah. up dude <laughs> you'd go to lunch and you'd be showing me the text messages and your eyes would be squeezing out of your head and you'd be like dude what do i say she hasn't responded in, in a day oh. or it's been five hours and she didn't put an emoji <laughs> yeah. you know it, 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 and that that just i think that was growing pains you know you you had to go through that. I think everyone goes through that. Yeah, I think I, I'm pretty sure I went through the same thing in high school yeah. when I was first lost my weight and I was finally having, you know, interactions with girls and, yeah. and stuff like that. So oh, you've, I, you've gone through that, that falling in love at first sight stage. And now it's time. I look back though at some of these relationships or a lot of them. And I'm like, wow, if I, if I, if it would worked out, if it worked out with that person, you'd be married in Alaska. <laughs> inside story yeah. inside story yeah I, I met this uh, met this girl that uh my freshman year that got that i was i was with her in november and by january she was engaged to somebody else and married by february and living in alaska with that person by and by maybe end of March. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the fastest transition I've ever and seen. And now has life. And, and then had a kid shortly after. Oh my god, I didn't know that. You didn't know that. No. Okay, we'll have to talk about that after this. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but so many of those where I look back and like, wow, what a gift. Because if I was my gosh, if it worked out with that person, I wouldn't be doing X, Y, and Z right now. I wouldn't be doing this, that no. What not it wouldn't that wouldn't have happened. I wouldn't have had the mental, the headspace, the clarity, the the time. Priorities wouldn't have been right. The motivation, the drive would have been a lot less. Uh, but at the right time, again, riding solo is not always the answer. It's just for right now, it is until like when I, you know, I'm not forcing it. And when the time is right, when the person is right. It's so cliche, but it really does just fall into it, your lap. Yeah. Hey, you really don't expect it. Hey, yeah, I've been with Megan for almost a year now, and that's absurd. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure I'll listen back to this in two years when I'm still single, and I'll be like, "Wow, this didn't age well." Or, and then, but, then, but then, but yeah. then, like 15 years from now, when I'm like married, I'll listen back to this and I'll show my wife. I'll be like, "Hear this? It's <laughs> meant to be all along. This is, this is it. I'm looking for uh, just someone uh, like someone with the." I mean, it's just so fitting for the podcast. I've said this before, though. Someone with the right mindset. Someone with the with different priorities that aren't, let me find me a man who makes all the money, and so I sit back at home and... Get my nails done. And, yeah. And that's... I want some... I, I, like, hard work is sexy. It is. Boss bitch mindset. Yeah. I. It's It's attractive, for sure. So... And she can be better than me. I don't care. Like I, I prefer her to be a lot better than me. I do <laughs> like, too. I read that'd a tweet. Be cool. I read a tweet today. I need, I need a, a, to have a. If I got a, a wife and a mentor in one, <laughs> I think about that too. I, I, I feel like I, I do yearn for like someone to tell me the answers. You know what I mean? I, I as much as like I like to be because you're the answer man. Yeah, I was gonna <laughs> say as much as I like to be the the guy who people come to and you know confide in and uh, relationship advice, whatever it may be. I do think I like submitting my submitting myself to someone else and, and having them kind of try to figure it out for me. 
I read a I read a tweet that's very perfectly related to this. And it was like, men, you know, would you if you weren't, you know, uh, it was like it was like men who aren't chasing sugar mamas, you know, would you be comfortable or okay with a woman who makes more money than you slash is like more like qualified in her in her field of work? And I like read that and I was like, no shit, like like duh, like of course I would, like who. Who wouldn't be? And I, I guess it just goes to show that there really are a lot of people with weak, like masculinity out there, like some inferiority complex where they they don't want to be yeah. with a woman who's who's making more money than them or is quote unquote smarter than them or whatever it may be. But yeah. that's just not the case. Like you said, just intelligence and and hardworking diligence is one of the yeah. most sexiest qualities. And, and someone who like me, I mean, needs their alone time to. And to recharge their batteries, like I can't be with someone twenty four seven. I did that in this past December, and I got it lasted. I got so annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> I was just done. <laughs> and the per, but like the person was great, but uh, I just got annoyed. Uh, just the dynamic. It was twenty four seven. We were like together, so <laughs> yeah. I don't believe in that as well. Megan lets me. I I, I begin every day. I, I see Megan later on. Like later in that, like six, seven, you know, we sleep together. And sometimes that's all it is that I get over there so late and she's already knocked out yeah. basically. And we just cuddle, but she respects that I need to go to the gym. I need to read, that, yeah. you know, I need to, I need to have me day because that's what my life is. You know, I, I do a lot of things on my own yeah. and I can't ever live any other way, yeah. but I can't, maybe if I had a girlfriend who was like <laughs> trying to go to the gym with me, I could do that. But but you uh, you are even more so needing that alone time yeah. than I think that I am. Creative time too. Yeah. So you are going to need time. someone who matches that yeah. criteria for you. Otherwise, you'll see me probably fall off real quick. But the right woman with the right boundaries for me can I know can definitely like amplify. That's what they say. My message and and who I am and yeah, take me to new levels for sure. Cause better together. <laughs> yeah. Cliche, but so true. And, and this, the, this whole conversation is, has been, been, there's been some cliche moments, but for cliche sure. is beautiful. You know, the, the things are cliche. Well, I say avoid cliche like the plague sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> things are cliche because they work or because they're true. Cause they resonate. And I think that your message is always going to resonate with people because you care about people and you want to make, you want to help people, you know, become better versions of themselves. And that's what the whole point and writing the book and starting the podcast and just this whole route that you've took. And even when you started off with physical therapy or being not a physical therapist, but being a personal trainer, it was all about, you know, assisting others and becoming better versions of themselves. I wanted to share what I was feeling the way I was eating and the way I was exercising, like I wanted to, I want it for other people to feel that too. And granted, think, for granted, people who who also wanted to feel that way. I don't, I don't want. I'm not trying to convince people. Force someone to. Be no, I, I don't need to convince people. I, like I want the right people. And you're gonna have an abundance of the right people in your life, and you're gonna have people. I, I just, I see it now. You're gonna have people who really, you know, they're gonna, they're gonna grow to appreciate you so much. I mean, I, I already do. You know, we, me and you have our relationship is great and there's so many things that we've both you know done for each other in a non-transactional manner it's just it, it is it's true it's genuine just genuine loving giving relationship and that quality of you is going to take you very far 
and with, with everything you've got going right now with the podcast, the book, I'm sure another book will be on its way and in due time. Won't put a release date out, but <laughs> I'm sure it's coming and and you are going to create the change that, that you want to. And and you already have, you know, you've already probably changed, who knows, you know, can't put a number on it, but you've changed people's lives and and for that I appreciate you and I think everyone else appreciates you as well. Appreciate you too, Pat. <laughs> it's been fun. It's been fun reversing the roles. Thanks for having me and, and allowing me to kind of get this practice. Yeah, actually, thanks for thanks for interviewing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you have it, my friends. This has been another episode of the Growth Mindset University podcast. Now, if you enjoyed this one today, there are a couple of ways that you can give back. The first is, of course, to leave an honest rating and review in Apple Podcasts or iTunes. You can also take a screenshot of this and share it out on your Instagram story and tag me at J underscore Paris underscore and tag our guest as well. And we will absolutely give you some love. And then, of course, if you want to start your own podcast, a podcast like this or any other podcast that you envision, you can go to jordanparis.com slash PU to get free access to Podcast University. All right. I love you all so very much. And until next time, my friends, make every day count, live to learn, and grow to give. <laughs>